0: Beastnet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the Beastnet.
1: Hey everybody, it's uh, Mike with Beastnet here, and uh, today we've got Elise back, so Hello. we're gonna we're gonna talk with the coach.
0: Yay! I love being called that. The coach. Yeah. Yes. Like now at the gym and all my clients, they call, they refer to me commonly now as coach Elise. Like I finally have made that transition and it's like music to my ears when I hear it because it's like, I'm being, it's like a confirmation of what I've worked for, you know? I just love it. Little things like that. It's
1: a recognition of what you've done. I mean, it's, you're, and I mean, I I don't want to say this in a bad way, but you're not like a lot of people who are suddenly like, yes, I'm a coach now. And then you're like, what credentials? Right. How do I? why are you a coach? Right. And then for you, I know, I mean, I've, I've seen your credentials. Mm -hmm. I know what you've done. You've worked really hard to become a true coach. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of just suddenly being like, Hey, I've done, you know, this program for a month now. Mm -hmm. I'm the I'm a coach. Right. uh, No,
0: yeah, okay. it's a combination of obviously like not necessarily touting your education, but going forth as a as a responsible coach and an ethical coach, you have to make sure obviously that you have the credentials to back it up as well as the experience and mm-hmm. I think that it, you know, more so than the credentials sometimes though is the the actual way the coach practices really determines at least the quality of the coach. Yeah. That's really important. At least to me, uh, I want to make sure anybody that comes across my path, my path rather has a really good um, experience
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that they feel confident in not only my abilities, but that I instill that confidence in them as well. So,
1: which I mean, you know, you do, I mean, that's one thing I've got to get back. I mean, you you have been my coach for a long time mm-hmm. and friend and all yeah. that. And I haven't, hasn't have officially been my coach the last couple months. <laughs> Sorry if you hear anything weird. There's a crazy cat in here.
0: It's um, funny though, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: Spartan cat. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I mean, you haven't been my official coach for a couple months just because of some finance issues, but, right. um, Yeah. You're a great coach. I mean, I would. And we've always had that
0: connection and friendship. And you've been there to see every single step that I've gone through Mm -hmm. to get to where I am now. So and I really value that relationship a lot because I feel like that's those are the relationships that instill the most confidence in me. The, The people who've been around and seen me from when I was discovering myself through Spartan and overcoming a lot of my health issues and my own confidence issues all the way to now. I mean, like my mom yesterday, it was really funny. My mom's one of my clients. I love mm-hmm. her to pieces. And um, she's in all of my client zoom calls so we are still doing those we do um i do a Zoom call yeah it's really fun basically a big group call so we can discuss different topics this week it was we talked about how to how to uh, properly read nutrition labels and how things can sometimes be hidden on there and Mm -hmm. and how to really put that information into context and we were talking i said how'd you like the call this morning and she was like oh my gosh it was great you know a lot of stuff i already knew but it's always great to hear it again and you really elaborated on a lot of things and she said that i'm a natural born teacher and i was like oh i love that like being able to pass my knowledge along and make something make sense to somebody is really important to me. So just like with you, I knew once you told me that you were going to have to pause being a a formal client that I wasn't worried about you because I I knew that we had done enough work together and that you had invested enough in paying attention that all the education that I, Provided you yeah. was going to work in your benefit, and yeah. and that's my goal is I don't want someone to be my client forever and have to rely on me, so that things only make sense if I tell it to them. Um, I want to simplify things and make it so that they feel confident throughout their whole life. Yeah, um, and that's where a coach
1: should be. It shouldn't be one of those mm-hmm. things like you're going to be my coach
0: forever. Yeah, I'm going to make you ever. rely on me, and yeah. and yeah, no, I'm not about that. That's yeah. not fun no, for that's anybody.
1: What's, uh, what's great is you teach. You teach your clients how to -hmm. to better themselves and what to do and so that's one of the things you know like right now you know both of us are dealing with you know some a little bit of injury you know i've been having a knee issue for about a month now because of a uh, my treadmill decided to skip one day and my knee popped um and a year ago that would have been okay well i guess i'm i'm done until my knee starts Mm -hmm. feeling better um and that's completely
0: like i'm not going to do anything i'm just gonna sit on the couch and be a lump yeah, I'm gonna sit right. on the
1: couch be a lump, and that might even get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the mistake that I've made multiple times, where I've mm-hmm. had injury had an injury, and then that injury is like, okay, well, I guess I'm done until the injury's over with. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, like you said before we started recording, two years later, all of a sudden, you know, you're overweight, you're unhealthy again, and you're like, what happened? Yeah. And it's like it's well, like you blink yeah. and
0: you wake up and you're yeah. like, oh man, what did oh, I do?
1: I did it again. Yeah. You know, and that's and it's Im-
0: it's important to rest, of course, mm-hmm. and let things recover. Um, but like we were talking about earlier, your baseline, right, your mm-hmm. foundation of your health doesn't just vanish when yeah. you get injured or when circumstances change. Those are the things that, that you should be paying the most attention to at that time. So,
1: yeah. And that's one thing for like me, I mean, with the knee, I mean, I've going to have knee issues my whole life. I know yeah. that I, I've, I've damaged both my knees throughout my mm-hmm. life. Um, and Every time I knee, I have a little twinge of pain. I can't just stop doing everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a matter of, of adjusting, um, monitoring, mm-hmm. and just paying attention and really like evaluating. It's kind of one of those things, like as a safety professional, mm-hmm. I have to, you know, you do a risk assessment. Right. Look at it and say, okay, this is the possibility of a risk. This is what's going to happen. You know, these are the things that I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. worried about. But how, what can I do to continue doing the, my task?
0: Yes, exactly. How can I modify?
1: How, how do I modify? And that was with me with the, the knee twinge. Um, you know, we talked about it. It's the, the twinge is there when I'm not moving. Yeah. So when I'm moving and there's blood flow and I'm keeping it going and all that stuff, I actually feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I run, it feels better. But when I quit running, mm-hmm. if I don't ice it immediately and whatever, it'll start aching. Mm-hmm you know a lot later so yeah so that's usually when i'm done you know i just don't push too hard you know i did a 15k this morning but
0: yeah put that into context you don't push too hard for you for me for For you the athlete that you are right now
1: i did a 15k with with vest
0: yes 20 pound
1: vest but i mean i wasn't running fast i mean it was it was two and a half hours so Mm -hmm. i mean it was it was i took my time Mm -hmm. um i wasn't really pushing it uh so you know i mean it's i'm I'm trying to be better but i also know me that if i say okay you know like i said if i sit there and be like okay i'm gonna take a break for a bit right when i broke my foot
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know did i should could i run no i couldn't run at all but i could have still been doing something yeah you know i could have modified i could have lifted i could have done other things but i chose you know i chose to just sit on the couch and you know i've said it all the time on Mm the show that i just sat on the couch and ate potato chips Yep. and all of a sudden you know in february last year i was 285 pounds
0: yep that's crazy oh my gosh that's crazy to me you have come so flipping far. Yeah. Like, it's so cool to to see and to have been able to be a part of seeing that in action is just so neat.
1: Well, and the one thing I keep trying to tell people, too, I, I, the big problem I keep having is people like, oh, you're such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because you see what I want you to see. Yeah. You don't see when I get up in the morning mm-hmm. and I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't see that, you know, you know, you forget about the fact that for th- three years... Mm-hmm. I kept telling everyone, I'm going to finally do this. I'm yeah. going to do this. And then I didn't. And, and I then I didn't bigger. do
0: it at all. Yeah. I did
1: nothing and did nothing to make myself better and got bigger. Mm-hmm. So when I finally said it in February last year, everyone's like, yeah, whatever, dude.
0: Right. You cry wolf too many times. Yeah. And right? that's it.
1: I cried wolf a lot. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden everyone's like, you're an inspiration and look what you did. I'm like, but you don't see what yeah. it took to get here. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes and it was mm-hmm. something finally clicked in February. And yeah, I mean, it's a hundred pounds in less than a year, but. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the same thing like, um. I really enjoy I use social media for my business a lot, of yes. course. And so I share a lot of things about my journey, my clients journeys in general, and I share a lot of positive things. But I also really value sharing a lot of the struggles and a mm. lot of the the things that people go through that are not necessarily like sexy and fun to see um, because it puts it into perspective for people. It's the same thing as when. Whenever um, I post a picture where I'm particularly feeling myself, I'm like, dang, girl, like you've worked really hard. You're looking good. Let's post this picture. It's fun, but let's put context behind it. So my caption almost always says something like you're seeing this part, but these are some background things that have gone into that. And just because I'm posting a picture of me where I feel like I look good Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that there's not insecurities and negativity and, and struggle. Also, this is not achieved by being, quote, in the gym for six weeks. This has been years of training and those athletes that you see that look the way that you might want to look have years of training people are like you know especially in crossfit in the community that i'm in primarily um or let's even take it over to spartan a lot of those elite spartan racers they come from a long athletic background and that's not to say that you can't also look that way eventually but you have to be patient with yourself Mm -hmm. and like you said not just screw around if you get injured you know and, and just stop doing stuff people get to their goals because they don't let those things stop them. It, it, you got to be smart about it, of course, but there's always a way to keep going. Yeah. You, you um, adjust. You have to. You, you now have you to. and you said something earlier, too, that really um, I feel like you said, you know, the way you're collecting data for your job, right? Your safety yeah. job, you're you're collecting information and assessing that and and using that information to inform your next decision. Right. Yes. It's the same thing we do with coaching. It's the same thing that you and I did mm-hmm. as when you were my client is the information you provide me is what informs our next decision and it's what informs my next recommendation. And so if you had come to me and said, you know, Hey, I tweaked my knee or when you broke your foot, that would have been really great um, to have that, you know, not great to have you break your foot, but,
1: (laughs) but to to have have that information
0: so that you could have feedback from somebody and collect information that would keep you going as opposed to you going, I'm just going to screw around now. I'm just, I'm done. Because I mean, yeah. a lot of
1: people even look. You know, I mean, they, they'll make a comment, but, but I mean, you still kept doing stuff. You did a Spartan race, mm-hmm. you know, with with a boot. <laughs> I did, but I did nothing else. I yeah. did no training yeah. for the eight weeks up to from the time I broke my foot till I did that Spartan race, which is probably why I didn't have the beast. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure if I had done something and mm-hmm. got myself and kept myself at a a physical, you know. To, to keep going, because mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't know is I was on a fitness journey then when I broke my foot. Yes. I had been dropping weight and I was getting in better shape, yes. and then I, I shattered my foot, mm-hmm. um, and then just gave up. Yeah. And if I had been smart, I would have you know found some way because you could still do cardio
0: mm-hmm.
1: without using your feet.
0: You can do cardio. You can do upper body lifts. Yeah, you can, do you can body, hang you can do from stuff. a pull-up bar. I mean, there's can so many things bands, I could have done,
1: and I did none of it. And that was biking. Yeah. Yeah. The list goes on, bro. And there's a whole, yeah. And that's why you, you've got to, I mean, that's what's great about having a coach is, I mean, you know, when you have those injuries, mm-hmm. you, you don't stop. You just mm-hmm. adjust. You know, it's one of those things we talked before we, we went on. I probably won't be a runner my entire life. Yeah. You know, because of my needs. At you
0: know, least it, not to the capacity you are yeah. right now. You're definitely in a really great season for yeah. you.
1: So at some point, I'm going to have to start adjusting. And I know that of, you know, more lifting, which I need to do anyway. I need to get back into the lifting anyway. I mean, you know, we've talked about I've gained 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those. I haven't gained 10 pounds in a bad way. No. And that's you
0: still back out. You look this looks like a good spot for you.
1: And that was the hard. You look super healthy. I was so into for a long time the scale.
0: Yes. You know, and I was
1: looking at the scale. I'm looking at the scale. And I wanted to hit that 182 just so I could say Mm -hmm. I lost
0: 100 pounds. Yeah.
1: But when I hit that 182, I mean, you saw it and uh-huh. a lot of other people saw it. They're like, you look like you're on crack.
0: You look you know? sick, yeah. You look sick. You, your cheekbones were very, yeah. very one of my One of my and... old
1: bosses is like, if I didn't watch you follow you on Facebook, I would think you have cancer.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah, your color was different and, and just – Definitely.
1: I mean, I was still You're looking great. (laughs) Yeah. I I was still doing things healthy. Yes. But I just it gotten to that point where I mean I was too too much running, too much calorie deficit, too -hmm. much and I needed to change that and Mm -hmm. start actually getting more calories again to start bulking back up. Mm -hmm. You know. So and that's my
0: which is my crusade, I have decided, is to make sure that everybody is eating enough food, which sounds funny at first, and then I start talking to people and since the last time we talked, I have a lot. Because when was the last podcast we did? It was a while ago. I think was a that while was ago. before
1: you had the 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 nutrition. Uh, yeah, I wasn't done with mine my... about that. You were going. Yes. To have it. Now you yes. do. Yes, so you're a nutrition coach. Too. Yeah.
0: So, um, update. I finished that certification. Um, I finished it. My goal was to finish it the night before Thanksgiving at the latest. Mm -hmm. Like I had to put a time limit on it because I had made the decision to leave my clinic job in the new year and have this as a new offering in the new year. And I knew that I didn't want to be trying to study and do all that stuff around the holidays if I didn't need to. I wanted to enjoy my last month and just chill because my stress level was really high with everything I had on my plate. And I ended up actually finishing it the Saturday night before Thanksgiving, luckily. Jeez. So, um, you know, I had a little like, woo, party. I didn't actually have a party, but I just mean yeah. like I celebrated a little bit. And ever since I got that certification finished and I, have, I started taking nutrition clients on, because I didn't want to do that beforehand, obviously, yeah. I want to make sure that it ethically speaking, I'm I'm covered in 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 and all that that good stuff. To
1: be a true coach and actually have the ethical certificate behind it.
0: Yeah. I mean I definitely could have done it because my understanding was enough, but finishing that certification and then putting those things into practice with my current clients and new clients has been a game changer because I've really seen even more why I became a coach and where those where those gaps are in knowledge. Mm. And it's astounding to me how much diet culture has jacked everybody up and so i love that you're just casually using terms like calorie deficit and that it's common knowledge something that you practice now like you understand because of our we've had enough conversations as well i think that um you understand like the way that that's supposed to go so uh but it is definitely my mission to make sure people are eating enough
1: it is and it's 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 eating enough and eating the right yeah so, yeah, and that's it. And that was one thing a lot of people, you know, when I talked about, you know, they're like, what did you do to lose weight? And I'm like, well, I used Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. but everyone's like, oh, so you cut down all your calories? You did. I'm like, no, I cut mm-hmm. out sugars. Mm-hmm. I cut out a lot of that stuff. I actually, once I was on Weight Watchers, I was struggling most days. Yeah,
0: to eat your actual to eat my, enough the,
1: enough that I was supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So I was never. Hungry, Mm -hmm. I was never whatever. Um, so it was fine, yeah, you know, and and it was good. And that that was they've come
0: a long way with the methodology, I think, for Weight Watchers.
1: And it's one of those, but but it's still a cookie cutter program, yes. So, and that's one thing you, you have to understand. It worked well for me. Because the one I happened to have, and I, I paid enough attention that mm-hmm. I found foods I liked, but I also knew enough about like some proteins and other stuff mm-hmm. like that to make sure I was still getting some other things. Mm-hmm. So it worked well for me because I used their program, but I also looked at some other stuff. Good. Um, yeah. It'll work better. A nutritional coach like you would be better for, for most people because mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those that... It's not cookie cutter. And we've talked about this before. That's what I really liked about having you as a coach Mm -hmm. is it's not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, I'm not opening up a DVD and going, okay, let's see what they tell me to do today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, well, that's not going to work very well because of my knee or that's not going to work very well because of this. Yes. And, you know, the, the DVDs don't come back and tell you, oh, hey, if you have this injury, you know you can't contact, talk to them and say, okay, I have this injury. How do I, you know, what should I do? And the DVDs, yeah, there's no coaching. Yeah. The DVD is not going to answer yet. Nope. So, so with something like, you know, a personal coach and a personal nutritional coach, mm-hmm. they're going to know about your dietary issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, celiac disease, anything like that, where you might have their dietary mm-hmm. things that a Weight Watchers program isn't going to
0: have. Yeah. And, and dietary preferences as well. Yeah. And then trying to help you like all, All of my clients, we spend the first two to four weeks, depending on how dedicated they've already been prior to coming to me with like tracking their food or understanding what they're already Mm -hmm. eating. We spend that time practicing tracking. And I don't mean just like weighing and measuring. I just mean paying attention to what the F you're eating. Um, My very baseline clients, they literally just take a picture of what they have on their plate or whatever snack they're eating or whatever drink they're having from Starbucks, and they throw it into a shared album with me. And then I can estimate about what we're doing and mm. I can make proper recommendations that way I'm seeing what's already happening and they don't have to feel like they're obsessing over their food necessarily um, I love tracking my food i love weighing and measuring because I always accidentally give myself too little um, and a lot more people do that than they realize they go oh well mm. what a problem to have no you you actually probably undereat more than you realize at least you undereat on the things that you should be eating you definitely don't undereat on the things that don't matter for your nutrition but I digress.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and it happens. And I mean, it's one of those, the cookie cutter is a problem. But I'm having something like where you could tell me, hey, this is what, you know, Mm -hmm. what you should be eating. And like you said, your your preferences. Yeah. For like a lot of people, you know, there's certain things Mm -hmm. I like to eat and I found ways to still be able to eat those. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like my coffee. That was one of the biggest things we talked about when Mm -hmm. we first, you know, when I first started talking about losing weight and you kept looking at me going, how many mochas are you drinking a day? And I'm like, "Eh, two, three depends on the day Mm -hmm. you know when not in this not alone just the cost of that yeah so that's almost 20 bucks like i quit smoking and my coffee habit was more expensive than my cigarette Mm -hmm. habit um and that was a huge calorie intake
0: yeah the monetary cost and the calorie cost because i was getting very high venti
1: white chocolate you know peppermint mochas i mean Mm -hmm. it was like how about you just basically put just dump of like bag of sugar into my coffee
0: yeah just just eat half a thing of ice cream not a big deal yeah no
1: big deal. basically you know two or three times a day yeah you know and um, I just found better ways to do it.
0: You did, yeah. yeah. You really, and you changed things. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that those things that you're clinging so hard onto right now naturally change when you start to look at your habits and you start to prioritize different things. And you're the one that gets to make that decision. Um, I had somebody reach out the other day and I think they might listen to the podcast. So, Hey, if you're listening, hi, hello there. Um, they'll know who they are by, based on this story. But yeah. I had someone reach out the other day who their significant other was having a birthday and they wanted to buy a month of coaching from me for them because their nutrition is really their big thing. Nice. And I was like, I love this idea. This is great. But I don't think that I offer what you think I offer. And I think I need to clarify uh, more in my messaging what it is I offer. I don't offer plans. I don't offer nutrition plans. Right. Um, I will help you come up with a plan, but that takes more than just one month of coaching. And so I require a three-month minimum for one-to-one coaching. Like if you're not willing to commit to three months with me, then I don't know that you're really ready and you're not probably not in a place where you're actually going to be willing to put the work in that's needed Um, because it can be quite a bit of work for some people. Some people, it comes really naturally. Others, it can be really difficult. Um, But I do offer single service sessions. So we can have a Zoom call for 60 or 90 minutes and you can buy them per session or in a uh, discounted Uh, package for three or five sessions so i let her know like i think this might be more appropriate for what you're looking for for your for your significant other but like if you have any questions let me know um because i i I want people to understand that personalized coaching and individual coaches like myself we don't have that it's not as simple as just pay me for a month I, i want you to understand what you're getting into and i want to know that you're in it yeah. because I'm I don't want to waste my time and I don't want you to waste your time.
1: Well, it's kind of like the the normal coaching with both both dietary and, you know, uh just normal coaching is yeah. that first month is really just getting to know you.
0: Yeah. It's I need to know, to know your yeah. limitations. I need to know. Yeah, so if you're exactly right. Fitness or nutrition, it requires a 3-month minimum yeah. because I need to collect data I and know. that takes time. Um it takes time especially if you I work with a lot of people who are brand new to fitness mm-hmm. again they don't have maybe they had a background in fitness before but i have quite a few people who are uh, like moms who are you know in their um late 30s early 40s maybe and they've got uh school age children now and they're like okay now i'm realizing i need to get back and I need to make my health a priority again especially with the pandemic kind of highlighting yeah. that for a lot of people um but they haven't really had a lot of movement lately i'm not gonna throw them into like you know, a crazy CrossFit workout or a beach body workout and just murder them because I don't want people to feel like, (laughs) um, as Sandy and I say this, you don't have to feel like a dumpster fire after you're done with your workout. You can still feel good. But yeah, that first month, it truly is, I take you through multiple assessments. We do a a full movement assessment. Mm -hmm. I get your background. I get what your goals are. We put all of that into context. And then I do some very, very basic stuff for the first week or two so that I can see your movement patterns better. I can get feedback from you on what's really bothering you. And if you do have things that are tight or bothering you that you didn't know about, this is our chance to find those things. So, so yeah, putting that into context, it's it's truly not as simple as just let me do a month of coaching. No, because um, I think it was it's like it's not going to be beneficial.
1: I think it was two months before I even started lifting heavy. Yeah, anything heavy. Yeah, because my focus at the time was more running, mm-hmm. and you wanted to make sure that we were doing we were. F- on that and everything was going good there. Yes. Before we started lifting. So I mean it was two months before we even started talking about lifting.
0: There's a method. Yeah, yeah. And there's different methods for different people. And it's me figuring out where you are and meeting you there and then building you based on a a, a hierarchy of needs for you as an athlete. Um that is pretty standard across everything like there's usually there's a progression or a hierarchy for almost everything in our lives so this is no different
1: yeah Yeah. and and it's goals too so i mean at the time when you know before i I had to take a pause my goal was weight loss yeah it was weight loss and you know all that kind of stuff so really lifting wasn't something we wanted to do it wasn't a
0: priority
1: the the problem is is in my mind i kept thinking which is true once i start lifting i'm going to start gaining and I really wanted to, to do the weight loss first and get down to that base and mm-hmm. then start lifting, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, where, what we went with. And that was, you know, because we talked, Yes. you know, you're not going to get that on a, on a cookie cutter, you know, no. DVD. I mean,
0: but then there are always those situations where those types of programs are what people can afford and what they're, they're able to go through. And I, I want to just... Put the disclaimer in there. I'm not knocking that stuff no. at all. I'm not I either. used I'm Beachbody just, when I first started, but if you're looking for something individual, you're looking for something that can modify for you, meet you where you're at, and progress you on goal specific things, then you need to hire a coach so, for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things. And, and I'm not knocking. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm yeah. just I'm saying that you know it's it's different. It, it's a mm-hmm. completely different animal. I mean, it's just like anything. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like I, with Weight Watchers. Like I'm not knocking Weight Watchers. Did a great job for mm-hmm. me, but it's not going to work for everybody mm-hmm. because it was one of those things that. I used other knowledge. And honestly, I mean, before you had the the dietary, you know, the the actual certification, mm-hmm. we talked a lot. Yeah. And there was a lot of things where I was, you know, using the Weight Watchers, but I was also listening to, you mm-hmm. know, suggestions from you because we're friends. Yeah. You know, we've known each other for years and, and watched each other go through our journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, So there's a lot of suggestions. Like, and like I said, the coffee was the big one where you kept yeah. pointing out, because I never thought about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I was like, you know, I've cut all this stuff out. I don't get it. Why am I? And then you're looking at me like, because you're drinking, like, 4,000 calories a day in <laughs> yeah. your coffee. And yeah.
0: I'm like,
1: oh, yeah, never really thought about that. You know, and then, you know, I, I came we up with – We get too
0: close to our this. own stuff. And, and you got to have someone reflect it you. I think a lot of
1: people, you. they're like, oh, I've got to stop drinking. You're telling me to lose weight. I have to stop drinking coffee. And it's like, no, you just have to adjust. Yeah. You know, for me, it was one of those I went and I just started putting protein. Yeah. Protein, you know, the Changing protein shakes in my coffee as the sweetener. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot less sugar and it works. And everyone's like, oh, that's got to be horrible. I'm like, what do you normally put a sweetener in your coffee? Oh, I get that French vanilla, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff that I pour, you know, the cafe, whatever. And I pour it in my coffee. It tastes the same as the protein shake.
0: Oh, my God. First form level one protein. My freaking fave. If you have ever seen me on my Instagram stories making my protein coffee. I rarely go to Starbucks, and if I do, I get just, like, a black coffee because yeah. I'm just, like, I just need coffee. But when I want to have a latte or anything, it's freaking great. You guys, you get 24 grams of protein per scoop in there and, like, almost no carbs or fat. And you're not getting all these weird artificial sweeteners. You don't have that weird, like, sugar alcohol taste. Mm-hmm. It blends in perfectly. Like, you don't have to pay <laughs> freaking 5 or $6 per cup for yeah. it. It's awesome. Yeah. I just... Yeah, it tastes so good. And that's
1: it. You find new things. It's like one of those things. That yeah. Like so many people, like one of my favorites that I've mentioned before is cauliflower.
0: hmm
1: And if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have said cauliflower is disgusting. Yeah. not put it near me. Yeah. But it's become one of my favorites because a lot of people are like, oh, that's horrible. I use it for rice. Yeah. All the time. And everyone's like, oh, that's got to be horrible. It's like, what does rice taste like? Mm-hmm. Well, whatever you put in it, just like cauliflower.
0: Cauliflower does the same. It's just a little wetter. (laughs) Yeah,
1: just a little a little bit different texture, but not much. But you know, whatever you put into the cauliflower is what it tastes like, just like rice. You know, I've literally made things with cauliflower rice Mm -hmm. and nobody noticed the difference.
0: Although mm, I did get the cauliflower rice from Chipotle last week because I wanted to try it since it's new Mm -hmm. and I was not pleased Uh, (laughs) with my decision. It was not very good. The rice grains are a little bit larger than I thought they were gonna be. So I was basically eating like chunks of cauliflower and i am not a cauliflower fan but also i'm when i coach people and when i talk to people i'm very big on keeping the meals that you enjoy the Mm -hmm. way that they are it's just understanding how they're composed and how it fits into the umbrella of your whole day Mm -hmm. Um, i've worked with a few different clients now thank goodness from different cultures who have different types of dishes that are culturally significant or significant within their family i had a client who she does morning tea with her daughter And then in the afternoon, she does tea with her husband. And these are really important moments for her because it's time where they sit down, they talk, they wind down. It's like a moment to breathe. And this tea is a key component of that. You know, they brew it together. They mix it together. It's got a she has a specific way that she likes it. And the first thing she thought she was going to have to do when we started working together was cut that out. Well, it's got Mm. sugar in it. Why? I have to cut that out. Right. Absolutely. not. Mm. Pardon my French. Like that one tablespoon of sugar is not your downfall it's how it fits into your whole day and okay. she was so thankful that she didn't have to absolutely change ever. and this is that's is like the number one thing i hear from people when they come to me okay so i want to lose weight um can you help me with my nutrition what do i have to cut out what do you not want me to eat and i was like that's not the way we do things here no. and they it freaks people out and they go into panic mode because i'm telling them not to diet I have a guy who lost 70 pounds on keto before he came to see me and keto stopped working for him because his metabolism adapted mm-hmm. and he went back. This is his new baseline. And I've been what's called reverse dieting him. So I've been slowly, incrementally increasing his calorie intake per week based on the, the feedback. And since the start of the year, he's lost 17 pounds. 17 more pounds than what he had already lost and he's eating now 325 more calories per day than he was so i'm not talking about you know like i took him up 800 calories in a week or anything we're doing it steadily
1: yeah and a lot of too it's just like i I think a lot of people focus too much just on the calories sometimes it's not just and what they're not eating yeah it's what what's in those calories sometimes what
0: what are the calories made of
1: what are they made of and then and the people don't think of that Mm -hmm. there's a lot more that goes into it and it's one of those that like you said, what are you not, what am I not getting? What can yeah. I not have? Yeah. And I think it comes down to, and it's really, there's this really, and it was a weird book, but I read <laughs> a book once called, it was Alan Carr's easy way to quit smoking.
0: Right. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I've heard I'm of that. About.
1: And literally one of the things he,
0: like by the end, you're like, why would I ever smoke? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it really, it, it, it worked for me actually for about six months and then I started smoking again, but
0: <laughs> you're like, but well.
1: then all of a sudden it was like a year later, suddenly something clicked in my brain and I just stopped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the things that he said is stop thinking of it as you're losing something. Yes. And that was the big thing is it's like, Oh, I can't go out to the bar with my friends because I'm going to want a cigarette. Mm -hmm. I can't go do this because I'm going to want a cigarette. And he's Mm -hmm. like, That's why you can't quit Mm -hmm. because you think if you stop smoking that your entire life ends. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people do with diets. They're like, oh, I can't go out with my friends because um, they're going to go want to go here and I don't want to eat that. Yeah. And I can't do this and I can't. It's like my
0: diet's never going to be successful because I can't have a cookie or a cupcake or I can't have this. I can't have that. I'm cutting out all sugar. I'm cutting out all carbs. I'm cutting out all processed foods like freaking hell you are. Give me a stinking break. okay? that's a terrible idea.
1: And it gives you a way to uh, – it gives you an out. Yeah. When you say it that way, you're putting yourself into a situation yes. that is not winnable.
0: Mm-mm. You're so, manifesting that for yourself. You're manifesting yeah. your own failure. So when and as woo-woo fail, as that sounds, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah.
1: When you fail and you suddenly have a cookie and, oh, my diet's over. I guess I should quit. Yeah. And that's what happens all the time. <laughs> you me. see that where someone has a – you know, it's like the, the singing – you see a lot. Don't make your <sighs> – a bad – don't make one bad meal. Mm-hmm become a bad life yes you know, don't make one bad you know one bad day become a bad life
0: think about that right minutes, you know
1: and you you know and make a bad day that turns into it it's like don't let one decision because yeah you know you can't change it it's over with move forward
0: well and think about this if you asked me and uh, if you said hey Elise, I heard you were doing a diet um how's that going and I said oh I'm not doing it anymore and you go oh well why and I say oh well because last Tuesday I had a cookie at 3 p.m. so it was all over yeah once I say that out loud, how ridiculous does that sound, right? And we do this to ourselves, and I think a lot of it, too, and I don't mean to make it sound like everybody's just dumb, but we have been fed so much crap about the way that we need to treat our bodies, especially as people in general who want to lose weight, mm-hmm. that we have to cut everything out and restrict everything just so we can become smaller, and it just doesn't make any sense. No. Um, it, this is it, That's why I say it's my goal and my mission to make sure people are eating enough, um, two examples. Number one, I have a client who has been working with me for over a year and she's mostly been doing fitness, but in my fitness coaching, as you know, in the check-in, there is a section where I ask you about your nutrition. How have you, how have your hunger levels been this yeah. week? Did you feel hungry or did you not feel hungry at all? That can help me determine if you're under or overeating or how much stress you're under. Right. Um, I, I know several of my clients when they get stressed, their appetite goes away. So it's really important that I'm keeping track of that in your biofeedback yeah. so I can Work your workouts out around that. But she kept saying phrases and I think she listened to the podcast, too. She kept oh. saying phrases like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm focusing on protein, but I'm still kind of eating like a bird. And I'm like, what do you mean by eating like a bird? Like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm plucking on like smaller meals. I'm just not really that hungry. And I was like, OK, well, let's let's think about this for a moment. Just look at your food for the next week, and if you feel comfortable with it, track it. See how many calories you're eating a day. She was shocked. She came back to me, and she's like, I'm barely eating over 1,000 calories a day. And I was like, bingo. That is why you haven't lost weight. Mm -hmm. Your body, is starvation mode is not actually a thing. It's just called metabolic adaptation. Yeah your body will adapt and do the processes necessary for it to survive based on the amount of calories that you are putting into it. Mm -hmm. So if you are only putting 1,100 calories in your body, your body will figure out the best way to function, and it will not be prioritizing fat loss. It will not do that. It will be prioritizing fat storage so that it can know that it has enough energy to keep you alive.
1: And so That's what a lot of people don't realize. They think that yeah. by eating less, that I'm definitely going to lose weight.
0: And you middle. do you do need a calorie deficit to lose weight. Yes. That is the way that you lose weight. You can't lose weight on a calorie surplus. That's how you bulk. Yep. Um, I know I just did that and it was amazing but it was so hard some days because I had eat a lot of A lot of food, (laughs) but you can only lose weight by eating less calories than you're putting in. But the kicker is that you want to lose weight on the most amount of calories possible. Mm -hmm. So if I had you on a diet and say, let's let's say we figured out your maintenance calories were 1900 calories. Right. And you were like, okay, I've been at this calorie range for, you know, 1800 to 2100 calories, but landing on an average 1900 calories. For uh, three weeks and I haven't lost or gained anything. We can pretty safely say that that's your maintenance. And now I'm going to take you down around maybe 150, maybe 200 calories. And if you are still losing weight every week, we're staying at, at that until you are no longer losing weight or until we hit 12 weeks, whichever one comes first. Yeah. The only time I'm going to take your calories down more than that is if you stop losing weight and we have not hit 12 weeks. You do not have the right to, de- to deficit and diet for more than 12 weeks at a time. You're just screwing up your body by doing that. So all my friends out there who are listening to this going, holy shit, I had no idea. And you want to know, know, know more. Number one, book a consult with me because I'll blow yes. your freaking mind. But number two, if you've been dieting on and off for the last six years, we have a big problem. Mm-hmm. If you have been either off the wagon or 100% on the wagon and have not seen any changes, but you feel like you have been putting in all of the effort for so long, we need to talk. Yeah, Plain and simple. Yeah. Done. And, and that's it. I mean,
1: <laughs> and that's where I think a lot of people, they go on the yo-yo diets for so yes. long that it just, it, it messes, actually does mess with your metabolism.
0: Oh, it does. So bad. Big time.
1: So, and for me, I think that was what finally did it was once I started paying attention to what I was eating. And eating the right foods.
0: Eating quality, yeah. And
1: eating quality foods. And part of what I did too is I started eating throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Where my biggest habit was, and I I did this all the time, I was never hungry. Mm -hmm. So I didn't eat during the day. And then I'd come home and eat like a dinner that was like, Enough for three people. Yeah.
0: And you had to because you weren't getting any calories the rest of the day. So I was
1: only getting my calories at night. Yeah. And then uh, I started basically eating actually even more than that because Mm -hmm. I started eating all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So I actually increased my calorie intake but was losing weight because my metabolism started to work correctly. Um, So yeah, usually like in the car, I have snacks in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, I take pack a lunch every day so that I'm not tempted to stop. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, go to McDonald's or something like that, which, I mean, if, uh, fast food, maybe once a month. Preparation is success. Food. So I'll prep- be ready um, at night before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I set the coffee pot to brew so when I wake up, there's a fresh pot of coffee.
0: Love that. And
1: I pour my, my protein shake into my thermos and mm-hmm. dump the whole pot of coffee in. And,
0: and, and then am ready to go.
1: Yeah. Throughout the day, I just keep drinking my mm-hmm. coffee and then I have my my little water things that, you know, um I, I drink water like mad but i don't like the taste of water so right. i, 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 I actually mean, really i'm drinking crystal light most of the time yeah so
0: you're still hydrated though
1: but i drink that or noon a lot of noon. yeah so a lot of noon i'm a noon ambassador now so i get that like
0: i was on. last year what a year to be a noon ambassador right yeah. <laughs> so i so did I, not do any virtual stuff so i was like the worst ambassador ever yeah.
1: so i have a lot of noon stuff yeah but uh so yeah, so I drink a lot of noon and like you Good. know, crystal light's my other one. But but mm-hmm. I found too is it says for sixteen ounce, but most of my found that's too much flavor.
0: Way too much, right? I yeah. have to do like thirty-two ounces so or something like have,
1: that. And I have actually I don't have it with me now, but I have two like Gatorade bottles yeah. that I carry everywhere. Yeah. And everyone's always like, You drink a lot again. I'm like actually there hasn't been Gatorade in these bottles in like six months. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> these are it's just the bottle. It's, it's not what's perfect actually the size in it.
1: for like the, the crystal light. So yeah. yeah. So I just dump one of those in there because it's just it, it's still hydration, mm-hmm. but I just well, I've never liked wa- straight water.
0: Yeah. I've a lot never of people are like that. Ugh, you want me to drink more water? Yeah. yeah, okay, well, put something in it then if you have to. But, like, yes, drink. Please yeah. drink more. I if you're drink- drinking 50 ounces of fluid water a day, that's not freaking enough. No. Okay? You need to be shooting for, like, 100 ounces a day. Men and women. Yeah, it's a lot. Men more. More like a gallon of water a day, which is 128 and- ounces. For one thing a who cares. lot of people don't, because yeah. <laughs> I messed that up. You one did time. mess that up once. I remember that. Yep.
1: But um, <laughs> one thing you want to remember too is that a lot of people sit there and they worry and they talk about, oh well, if I drink that much water, I'm going to be peeing constantly for the first week, probably. <laughs> yeah. But after a while, your body adjusts to it. Yeah. You know, and I, that was what the problem I have because I've always had issues. I have, mm-hmm. I have a small bladder. But um, <laughs> so good to I know. know <laughs> I know where every bathroom is yeah. between like here in Bellingham. So. <laughs> Like everywhere like that. You mean open. the
0: side of I-5, right? Well, yeah, like <laughs> but, um,
1: I know where every park that uh. you can stop um, that has a bathroom. I know like, you know, if there's rest areas, you know, I know when the next one is. Mm-hmm. I know everyone because I go from here to Bellingham for work constantly. Yeah. So, and I know of what? Between Everett and here, there's no rest areas. Mm-mm. But I know th- of three parks that are literally within a, like, right off the freeway that have yeah bathrooms that i'll whip into real quick and use so right
0: if free. anyone ever needs a bathroom break between here and everett hit Mike up yeah, i'll tell can you where to go you that, so. only north north and southbound
1: yep okay, okay cool you, yeah you, got, you, well. you guys are covered so because in the morning you. i'm drinking my coffee right away but i mean <laughs> right after i finish the coffee i start drinking a lot of water oh, yeah. so and i go through a lot so all right and now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors
0: Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. I want to ask you something based on what you said a few minutes ago, how you were um, not hungry throughout the day, so then you would eat a really massive meal at night. Was there a point in your life where you thought that if you ate past a certain time, you would gain weight? Yes. That's yeah. a pretty common thing I've heard from a lot of people. I, I just want to throw out there, your body doesn't care if it's 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. The calories are still the same.
1: Yeah. See, A lot of people would say because if you ate at night that you weren't moving and you weren't burning the calories mm-hmm. and that they would just turn it into fat. Nope. That was what I used to do. It not test. how that,
0: that works was, at all. Yeah. You still digest. A lot of things. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that, yeah. That's, that that's a way that it was basically formulated to... Uh, to inspire people to to restrict and deficit and diet oh if you eat past i've heard i've heard every number across the board i don't eat past 7 p.m oh i don't eat past 8 p.m why Unless your only reason for not eating past that point is just that because you go to bed really soon after that and you just don't want to lay down on on a full stomach, then there's actually no reason for you to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you do eat all of your calories at eight o'clock at night and then you weigh yourself first thing in the morning, you're probably going to weigh a little bit more because you are still digesting and you might not have pooped yet. But like generally speaking, that's what's affecting it. It's not... You, that doesn't, ha- your body doesn't just shut down when you go to sleep. So for any of my friends out there who are thinking that they can't eat anything after a certain time of day, um, I'm, I just want you to know that, that you don't have to fit within that box anymore. Be free, be yeah. free, my friends. Well, and I mean,
1: everyone's <laughs> different too. I mean, that's, that's one thing. Cause I have a lot of people that, uh, because I am uh, I don't know what you call it. I guess I would say a fasting runner. Yeah. I don't eat until after I'm done running.
0: Yeah. So, so I a lot of people in, are like that, yeah.
1: I will get up in the morning and I will go run a full half marathon mm-hmm. on, and I'll have I might I might if it's a half marathon uh, just to, to help I might have a V eight yeah or a protein shake right before I run out the yeah run, that's it. But I will I don't if I eat and I notice in the afternoons I if I eat I feel it's like there's a lead weight
0: in yeah my gut. totally. So I, I used eat. to be like that. I could not work out yeah. if I had eaten within like an hour or two of working yeah. out. But then when I started to get into competitive CrossFit and I started to realize that I really needed to fuel and Spartan racing, actually, like eating the cliff blocks or the gels or goos and things like that, it took me using it in training and training myself to get used to that a little bit. Now it doesn't bother me anymore. Thank goodness, because sometimes I go to these CrossFit competitions and I've got four workouts in a six hour period, not even six hours sometimes, but four workouts in a really short period of time. And each workout I'm going 100 percent. And trying to place, and, and then I it. have to refuel, and I yeah. have to be okay with the fact that that's going to feel kind of funky. So you train that in your training. You don't yeah. wait till race day, of course. Yeah. But. See, for
1: me, it's one of those that I, I really, I, I, I'll have maybe a coffee. I'll have something. I might have something mm-hmm. to drink. If it's something that's liquid, I'm okay. Yeah. But if, I, if it's a full like anything heavy, yeah, it just sits. That's
0: there. why liquid and sports carbs are really good. So that well, and a- I would argue too that the reason you're oh, really successful with that now as well as because you eat enough food more frequently and so you most likely aren't stopping eating the day before you run a marathon at like 3 p.m. right like you're still eating in the evening so you've still got some uh you know energy on board some calories on board so that's that's really helpful for you
1: yeah because like this morning i got up and i did a 15k yeah but i i grabbed one pro one of my you know premier proteins Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. chugged that really quick and filled up a you know a water bottle with some noon and off i went
0: there you go and yeah.
1: but as soon as i came back i made a smoothie mm-hmm. had some you know fried up a couple eggs yep and ate yeah you know like immediately after getting back well i showered first but yeah obviously but thank goodness yeah. so yeah. <laughs> i'm the
0: lucky one i got clean mike for the yeah, podcast you you not did. sweaty so, marathon ran mike <laughs> yeah.
1: no that was yesterday on one of those yeah
0: podcasts, so.
1: Anybody who's watching the Zoom one's that uh, yeah there's a Zoom one where I'm I'm all sweaty and nasty <laughs> talking to Tammy from uh Rise Challenge. Yeah. So nice. Which I'm excited about that one.
0: That's I've amazing. I just started seeing some stuff on Facebook about that like yeah, we were talking right about earlier. Back. I'm not really I'm not really super up to date on a lot of that stuff anymore because I haven't been very heavy in the racing scene of course. Yeah. Not that a lot of us have been really because everything's been freaking shut down, but I mean the last Spartan race I ran was with the people from my gym in September 2019. Yeah,
1: And for me, it's one of those, I mean, the Spartan races, I, I'm excited for them to be back, but I don't, I, I'm pretty sure like the last year was supposed to be pretty much my last year really of Spartan mm-hmm. because I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But because I have so many free races, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, and I have none. Yeah. from last year, I did year. not
0: register anything last year before yeah. the pandemic hit. So I'm looking at these brand new prices and I'm like, Hmm. And I don't even get to hang out with my friends. Come on. Like, no. Yeah, I have
1: a bunch of free races, Jeff and I aren't going. that's going to be, that's pretty much going to be the end of it. Because I'm not going to do street yeah. team anymore. I'm not doing it. All that's changed. Yeah. right now. So I don't think I'm going to do any of that stuff. So I'm really thinking that, you know, 2021 really, or 2022 is going to be the year that I really go local. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing the Seattle Beast.
0: Um, uh, what the one it's at September. the end okay because I was like I'm pretty sure they canceled the one for April right yeah yeah.
1: so September 11th um, is the Seattle Beast
0: really yes. interesting but okay. I'm
1: gonna go and do the Rise um, Tactical Challenge oh cool in Bend yeah yeah with uh, uh, Rise Challenge Events mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go do that instead cool and I might come back I'm, I'm still deciding because I'm signed up for the, the Sprint and the, super yeah. the next day so I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna skip the Beast and then we're gonna fly down to Bend
0: oh gotcha okay and then fly back yeah yeah yeah. and
1: then i'll sunday i'll be up for this
0: you are crazy enough to do it there was a time where i would have done that who knows maybe uh i've been in i feel slower right now because i've been in a bulk for a few months so Mm -hmm. i've been focusing on slower but like way heavier weights and uh so i definitely don't feel like the the sprinter right now that i was before but (sighs) those weights they went up man
1: that's one thing that you know Vegas is going to tell, show me yeah. how, how I've been doing on the yeah. lifting. I mean, the running, I'm not worried about the running. I know I can get that part, but it's going to be some That's of the heavier stuff. Um, I'm worried a little bit like, you know, some of the, the the pulls. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, like the the pulleys. can't remember what it's called. That was oh,
0: the Hercules? The hercourced.
1: Yeah. I'm a little worried about that because I could use my weight.
0: Right. Well, now you just have to use leverage. Yeah.
1: So now I'm going to have to use leverage. Be smart. I've got to be smart about it. But before Mm -hmm. I could just basically grab a hold of it. And And just
0: throw yourself on the ground.
1: (laughs) Kind of. Or not even. No, you could just pull. I could just pull. I could just lean back and pull because it wasn't going to lift me up. I was 280 pounds. You know, now I'm 180 and I'm like.
0: Mm -hmm. uh, No, you don't have that 100 pound. uh, (laughs) I've got 100 pounds pounds on the bag.
1: (laughs) But I mean, a lot of the training I've been doing, the battle miles. I do a lot of battle mile stuff. So that's a lot of sandbag, a lot of, you know, vests. So carrying heavy things. So I think I'll be okay on the sandbag and the bucket carry. I'm excited to see
0: what happens with this because you have like your training. Of course, you're running. But like from what you were telling me earlier, your training is even though we're not working together anymore, you've kept up really beautifully with it. And so I think that, yeah, you'll struggle in some things, of course. But I think you're going to surprise yourself. Definitely get some hang time in before you go because I, you well, need to make sure your shoulder's ready yeah, for that. And that's that. one
1: thing that – yeah, that is the one thing I'm worried about. Because
0: you've jacked that up.
1: Yeah. So but if I, you
0: condition it now in a controlled environment yeah. for a few weeks, the, the two weeks leading up to this race that you're going to, you should be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it, it's going to be interesting. So it's going to be – definitely going to be different. I <laughs> mean it's going to be good. It's going to – I'm
0: so excited for you. Uh,
1: that's one thing I'm, I've got to – figure out, you know, I've got to end the pause soon because I think after the race is going to be one of those ones where it's going to be, this would be the perfect time for like having a coach because Mm -hmm. once I finish the race, okay, I had issues on this one, this one, this Mm -hmm. one, and this one. What do I need to fix that?
0: Totally. You know, and
1: having someone as a personal coach, they can look at you and go, okay, well you have problems on this one. So let's work on, you know, hang time. Let's work on your rope work. Let's work on this so that, you know, I I could have, you know, a plan Yeah, and that's going to be the one.
0: And based on what you have available, Yeah, like I've got clients who, Have a full gym available to them, a regular gym, a CrossFit gym, home, Mm -hmm. people who have just their body weight, um, people who have maybe a couple bands and a kettlebell, like all kinds of different uh, mixtures of things because, number one, because of the pandemic, but number two, just because of like skill level, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Well,
1: a lot of it, too, is just how much you want to invest in it. Like, yeah. I got lucky. Like, I had a bunch of friends because of this, you know, being part of, you know, mm-hmm. the the OCR community. I had a lot of friends that were getting rid of – they get something new and like, hey, who wants this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah.
1: You know, so I built my gym really on – I mean, not to sound bad. It's like a Goodwill gym. Pretty yeah. Pretty much I built it on, Nothing like, wrong other with that people's, at all. you know, other people that didn't want equipment that was still usable.
0: Yep, exactly. So I just put
1: it in my gym and turned it into my – Just get creative yeah, with
0: it and go for it. You know,
1: put it in there and I have got everything. Going, I've got two treadmills in there now. Yeah. So, I, oh, good. I, then
0: I, I can come over and you can run and I can walk. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty
1: much. So I fixed. I fixed the one. Uh, the the one that sh- skipped on me. Yeah. What it was is, I'll, I'll be honest. No one's ever told me you had to lube a treadmill.
0: yeah had to, Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I guess you do, huh? Just yeah. like anything.
1: No one's ever told me that. <laughs> and I've had that. I've had it for seven years. And my. <laughs> so it's just
0: like running on these rusty yeah. gears. It's like, come on. So my sister, come on, Mike. Give like me some. So there some was WD forty. <laughs>
1: I never knew I was supposed to do that, and it, it partly that, and it was cold. Yeah, it was one of those days that it was like thirty, you know, uh, below yeah. thirty degrees, and it's in my garage with <sighs> no heat.
0: I'm so, so glad spring is next weekend.
1: And I never thought about that too. When people are like, you know, when you have them out in the cold like that, they they. They tend to do that sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, I never knew that." Yeah. So it's one of those that I figured out I probably need to get a heater in the garage, and like actually, you know, like an hour before I'm going to go run, go turn on the heater. Yeah, if I'm going to use the treadmill. So, but and I don't just use it Google
0: uh, treadmill care. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's actually what I did. Yeah. So, um, and that's you know one of the things too is I mean really I didn't use it a lot during the winter because mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of really bad days. Yeah. So, um, and I don't mind running in the rain. So, and we're coming into spring anyway, so I'm yes. probably not going to use a treadmill much. I'm probably going to start going back outside again. Spring is my no time, more. man. Not I've got a I countdown
0: really... on my Instagram story of countdown to spring. It's six days. Yeah. See, I usually,
1: I use the treadmill like doing the week mm-hmm. because I'd get home too late. Yeah. True. To run. And now it's going to start being light enough that I can just go run outside. Yeah. So, and it's, I can do a run. I can do a mile faster just running outside than on the treadmill. So.
0: I'm so excited for the time change I have been bitching about the cold all winter and I'm not mm-hmm. even mad about it but I think that because with my hip my hip history um, my joints hurt so much when it's cold out and I know so many other people struggle with that as well and I just I can't relate very easily to people who love the cold and love oh, winter like I just I, I can't get behind it I, I, mean, I feel so much more comfortable um, you know my hip's been bugging me the last few days because I think I strained it pretty bad. This is the worst strain I've had actually since my surgery, no. um, been hobbling around and which really sucks because the CrossFit open started this weekend. And, but I think it might be the universe's way of telling me to stick to my goals. Cause I said, I wasn't going to do anything competitive this year. And I was actually going to cycle through strength training properly mm-hmm. because I've been in between divisions for CrossFit for about a year now where I'm too good for the scale division, but not good enough for RX now. And so I'm like in limbo between the two and it sucks. Because when I go to a competition, I don't want to just participate. I want to dominate. So if I'm going to dominate, I need to actually get to that level. So instead of having all of these competitions and fun things spread out through the whole year to where like I can't adapt to life happening or injury or whatever and I have to be on a specific like I want to be able to be on a specific plan for a whole year and spend this whole year building so I say that and then everybody at the gym is excited we've got a ton of new members and we're all you know like oh let's do the CrossFit Open it's gonna be awesome and then this happens and I was like okay well you need to slow down home girl. You can still participate and have fun, but it's just not in the cards for me this year. But I mean, it's just summer is my jam. Like it just, it feels so good. And I don't even like running. Like, you know, I, I I like running. Don't get me wrong. If I'm going to run, it's going to be trail running because it's, it's a little bit softer, but more technical. Um, that was the part of Spartan racing that I really enjoyed. Um, I don't like pavement running, but do you remember when we went and did that event at summit fitness before it closed down? And they had – I think you were there. And they had the air runners. They had the the ones that kind of – they look like a little bean almost. Mm-hmm. So those are the only types of treadmill that I run on and I don't have hip pain at all.
1: See, I've been I've been wanting to get those, but they're expensive.
0: They're so spendy, yes. But I literally – like if if I could have one of those in my garage or even just in the corner of the gym because I've been going to the gym and using the, the air bikes and we – we have one for sale still, $500, no shipping. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but, I, I'm tempted, uh, but Amber would kill me because yeah. that's the one thing I still need for the gym. Is yeah, but.
0: Uh, we're getting brand new Rogue Echo Bikes and another rower for the gym. So um,
1: That's the other thing I want is a rower.
0: Yeah, a rower is uh, – if you were going to get any type of cardio equipment, it should be a rower or, or a uh, bike erg, the Concept2 bike. Not the Assault Bike necessarily because you can find a fan bike anywhere, but the the bike erg, it it's a different – Uh, mechanics and it has different programs Anyway, so we don't have to get into that but equipment wise that's what i would get like if you could if i could pick any equipment to have i would definitely have a um, biker based on my hip and my history too but
1: i I want a rower that's one thing actually even benton that's when we'd go to the gym it's amazing his favorite thing he would jump on the rower and just go
0: yeah i have a client of mine who um she works with starbucks and she got a she got a really cool like uh, performance incentive um last I want to say it was back in before Christmas. Mm-hmm. She got a bonus because she had performed so well and she spent it on getting a rower. And she was so jazzed. She's like, oh, my God, I got a rowing machine and she has outfitted. So for, for context, this client started with me with bands and one kettlebell and she would work out in her basement. And it was an unfinished basement and all that stuff. Well, then over the summer, her and her husband totally went through, gutted the entire basement, painted the walls, put down hardwood and some gym mats, and they bought a rig. With the fir- She got a bonus from her job last summer around her birthday, I think. And so she got a rig. She got like a squat rack. Nice. And with a little pull-up bar and everything, so now she's got a rack and she got a barbell. Well, now she's accumulated some plates. She has regular plates, not bumper plates, but she's she wants to get bumper plates. And then she's got a bench, and now she's got a box, and then she got a med ball, and now she's got a rower. Like she's slowly outfitted her oh. whole downstairs gym. Now her husband is a client of mine, and now he gets to use a lot of that equipment too. And now the kids are starting sports again, and they like to do um, soccer and baseball. So now both parents are involved with running endurance and throwing and pitching and so now we're doing movement specific things for that but it's been so cool that she's so jazzed about all her equipment and like she'll message me and be like look at this next cool thing i just bought i can't wait for it to arrive
1: and that's what's yeah. cool i mean once you have like the the gym i mean it's because that's the hardest part for a lot of people like when everything shut down yeah it was like all of a sudden i had just started going back to the gym yep and then all of a sudden everything shuts down and i'm like well what do i do yeah and that's you know when amber kind of looks like you have a whole bunch of gym equipment yeah. you collected that's What do you just mean? What do I do? There.
0: Put it together and let's so go. I
1: just basically rearranged the gym, set it up. I'm like, cool, and then got some more stuff. And yeah. Like, Look what I got. Look at this. You know, I just you know, so I've got a bunch of weights and I've got a bunch of stuff down there, so I have a bunch of stuff that I can do. So
0: But you don't need all of that fancy stuff no. to start. You can start literally from scratch. Mm-hmm. The rest will come. But don't go ever outside, let pick up a log. Yeah. <laughs> get a rock. Do some push-ups. Do some squats. Do something simple. Move your freaking body because the only thing that holds you back is you yep. telling yourself you can't because of some arbitrary Coming limitation. With,
1: this, with an excuse. There, there's always a way mm-hmm. around. I mean that's one thing and I don't know if it's just before I'm doing OCR or whatever that we've all come up with this the whole brain power of. Yep. Go around, you know, find a way up and over the obstacle. Yeah. Don't,
0: Overcome the obstacle. Yeah, don't
1: quit because there's an obstacle in front of you. Yes. Overcome it. Yes. You know, and that's been that's been my that was my 2020 it was mm-hmm. just overcoming like, oh, hey, there's this obstacle. OK, cool. Well, let's yep. adjust and do this. You know, exactly. Um, we bought the new house and I've got, you know, I found new trails because that mm-hmm. was my biggest thing. I loved where I ran at the old house. Yeah. I could just run across the street and I had to park. And I could go run around the park. And now it's like, you know, now I'm here. I don't have that. And I'm like, oh, well, what do I do? So when I moved here, I started looking around and found places to go. And I made my routes and, you know, all that stuff. And actually found hills where the old route, I was constantly Mm -hmm. on flat ground. Now I'm doing hills. So that was actually made my training better. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's, yeah, you find ways to get to. Well,
0: and you've made it a priority and you don't look at yourself anymore and let the things that Mm -hmm. are hard stop you from doing it. There was a time in both of our lives where we would have gone, oh, no, I can't do this because of this or I can't do that because of that. And we looked at ourselves in the mirror one day and got sick of our own bullshit Mm -hmm. and finally said, you know what? We're just going to actually do it. Yeah,
1: And that's kind of I'm sick of
0: I'm sick of making promises to myself. I'm sick of telling other people that I'm going to do something and not doing it. I think that's the biggest thing that people aren't expecting when they become my client is how much I'm in their shit. Like you have to be in a place where you're ready for someone to be on that journey with you because Mm -hmm. I don't give you a plan and then just let you go and fuck off and like, just do whatever you want. You, you're accountable to yourself first, but you're accountable to me second, because if I see that you're not finishing workouts or you're not answering check-ins and I haven't heard from you in four days, I'm reaching out and I'm going, Hey, what's going on? And you got to be in a place where you're okay with that. It's not always going to be comfortable, but you need to be ready for that. And I think that surprises a lot of people. I'm not going to give you a PDF that you can follow and then just go and do whatever
1: no, I'm not just gonna write your plan and then. Like, I'm in walk it away. with you. Yeah. And that's what's great about you. I mean, you really are, you're in it with her. And I mean, it's one of those and you gotta be honest with the coach though. Mm-hmm. You you've gotta be honest. When things are happening like this, mm-hmm. this is what's really, you know, I'm having issues with this or mm-hmm. I'm having issues with that. I'm having issues with sleep, you know, this is what's going on, this is why i and if you're not the coach doesn't know these things, they don't know what to do. So yeah. And that's why I like the the weekly check ins with you was constantly it was a lot of questions that I'm like and at first you're like, Why them? Why does she need to know this? Yep. But then you think about it, I'm like, okay, no, that does make sense. Like, mm-hmm. why does she need to know what my stress level is? Because that changes a lot. Yeah. You know, that changes how your body reacts. You, stress is a huge,
0: huge, huge
1: thing to your body. And I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. When I quit my my job at being an operations manager and went into safety, it was for less money. But I was happier than I was had yeah. ever been because all of a sudden my stress level went from, you know, 100 to like 2.
0: Mm-hmm want to I tell you about load versus capacity. Yeah. So you started to see how all of these little pieces of data that we were collecting actually f- painted a bigger picture mm-hmm. of you as a whole person and your experience that whole week. And it's what informs how you're going to perform in your workouts, uh, how you're going to rest and recover from your workouts, how sore you're going to be, um, what numbers you're going to hit, yeah. how you feel is really, really important. Um, it is. And people oftentimes underestimate, under or overestimate their load, what they're experiencing, and they don't compensate correctly with their nutrition or their movement. Um, so I use a lot of that information to determine whether or not you're at risk for injury or not. It's my yeah. goal. My goal is to get you to your goal safely and quickly and with as little potential for injury as possible, injury or illness
1: and stressful well, is a huge problem. The other thing that, you know, you run into is uh I got my branch went dead. I had a thought and now it's gone.
0: Yeah. Well, that happens. Just
1: faded away. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah stress <laughs> is a big one.
0: Yeah. So. Stress is, stress manifests in different ways too so uh, i had a talk with a client the other day who said you know i i am doing the same stuff i've been doing i don't think anything's really changed but her energy levels her battery her her overall feeling of things changed drastically and she's like "I, i don't feel very good this week about stuff and it's like yeah you can only maintain a certain stress level for so long before it catches up with you and It manifests in different different ways, you know, pain, soreness, exhaustion, crabbiness, Mm -hmm. uh, menstrual changes, skin changes, color changes, everything, Um, bowel changes, changes, um, what you're craving, um, because it's all it's all one big feedback loop. And it's my job as your coach to get as much data as possible and keep track of all of that with you so that you can make better decisions for yourself and start feeling better in your life. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's a good thing about having, you know, like we said, like we said, we're not knocking any of those, you know, the, no. the cookie cutter programs. They work for people. I've mm-hmm. watched them work for people. Yes. And they are things that are also a good supplement with, you know, a coach that, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I'm going to use this today. I have this. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot of those. I have the beach body, I have, yeah. you know, P90X. I have all those downstairs and I've used them, um, but they're hard on my knee.
0: And. It that's the thing is that how many people who are using them and benefiting from them aren't changing a single thing, right?
1: There's other things changing.
0: Yeah, you have to modify something about the workout or the load or whatever. It's I from what I I won't make a a statement in absolutes, of course, but it seems to be more rare to have found someone that's done a specific like standardized program and not change a single thing to make it more specific for themselves. Yeah. So Most of them well. like when I did beach body, I had to modify cause I had jacked up my hip. So yeah. I did not do 21 day fix multiple times or P90 X or insanity the way that it was written, I had to change it for myself. So that's that's another thing too, is and that, that you're me. not figuring that out yourself. Because
1: so. usually when I was doing it, it was after my foot injury. Yeah. So when all of a sudden they're like, okay, you got to do these jumps and mm-hmm. do this. No. Nope. Like, yeah, that's not happening. It's not. You because know, I mean a lot of people don't realize. See, when I first started running again back in February of last year, my foot was horrible
0: mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. until
1: i broke up all the, the you know the scar tissue because i'd been doing nothing yeah you know i was like but you were still doing spartan races you did like 30 no. of them during that time i'm like i did but yeah. i finished them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's and how I did
0: i feel before and after
1: i was destroyed afterwards.
0: that was definitely not optimal no it's not a, a of good too, racing career what it to... should have been
1: everything else right most people like what do you eat the night before to get ready and i'm like a steak and a whiskey and
0: yeah go. yeah
1: um and now i'm like yeah that's a bad thing like (laughs) when i did the 15k this morning (laughs) i went out and i drank last night for probably the first time in over a year yeah and i noticed it yeah i mean if you look at my times my my 5k wasn't too bad but the 10k i did after that was
0: yeah alcohol changes your recovery so it
1: changed my recovery and i mean that was you know that was my fault i paid for it so it's one of those that you you have to remember you know like they say garbage in garbage out
0: yeah true true and physically and mentally yeah right Yep. If you aren't in your dish, if you're not committed to it and you go into your workout or your event or whatever with a garbage mindset, you're going to get garbage out of it. Dude, yes. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in the gym with a shit attitude and I had to turn myself around because I knew I was only going to get the shit out of it. Yep. Yeah,
1: because you, you're not doing your you're, you're half asking it because yeah. you just you have a bad attitude. You just want to get that you. Yep. I'm doing this because I said I would.
0: Yep. And those, and those days happen. Not every day is perfect. Yeah. There's plenty of days where I've angry lifted. Mm. I've been pissed off at myself. I've been pissed off at something. And I've I've been like, I mean, at least I got the work done. It was not my, maybe not my favorite workout. No. You know, I don't look back on it and go, man, I really love that. Let's do that again. But it was something that kept me on track for sure. Yeah. Um, And I've done
1: that where it's, you know, you just, a lot of times too, actually, you know, and you know this about me, for me, sometimes running is my mind clear
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm
1: having a bad day or a bad week or something and I just go run because I can clear, I can think, I can, yeah it's like my comedy stuff. I Mm -hmm. write some of my best stuff when I'm running. Yeah. Because I, there's nothing else around. Mm -hmm. I might have music in my head, but because I have my headphones on, Mm -hmm. but I'm listening to music and it's just, I'm out in my own nature, I'm running and I'm like, oh, you know, and that's when I really think about things and, and, you know, write stuff. Yeah.
0: I've started doing that. I'll take Lucy for walks and I'll do all my client check-ins while I'm walking and I just do it. I do the uh, voice to text so it'll mm-hmm. just translate it all into the text into the check-in for me. Nice. But it's like I'm it number one makes the walk go faster because I'm I was I well, until last night when I failed it I was doing 75 hard again and I was on day 21 yesterday but I was in so much pain when I got home. Uh, from the gym. I did everything except I still had 40 ounces in my gallon to finish. So when I woke up this morning, I, you know, woke up, took my picture, got my book ready, and I went to go put water in my jug. And I was like, oh, so oh my God, I never finished my freaking water. And I had that like 30 seconds of being so mad at myself. But Anyways, Anyways. Yeah. But I mean, the 45 minute walks with Lucia, you know, throw my vest on, put her waist leash on and we go and she gets her walk in. We do about two, two and a half miles, depending on our pace. Um, but I've discovered that I really enjoy doing my check ins when I do that, because I can answer four or five of them easily and just stand there and I can walk and, and it's me talking. So it's more so like what I would just say to you if we were to yeah. do. And I think I might transition to doing voice memo check in responses, because I think then you can hear my inflection yep. and, and you can hear how excited I am for you and the context or like, you know. I just think there's a lot of value in like hearing somebody.
1: Oh, okay, so that's what yeah. a lot of times whenever you really wanted to get something across to me, all of a sudden I would have a, you know, I'd look at my phone and that's when I knew that was like, whatever you wanted to say, really, you, you wanted to make sure I really understood it because you were like,
0: <laughs> here's my video. Here's my and of video course of on Facebook messenger video, it's like, I'd send you like 15, 20 second videos. Like here's string this together.
1: <laughs> yeah. You'd send me a video and then I'm like, Oh, okay. This is something she really, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. 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 Like, I really want to drive that, a point yeah, home yeah. and not just have it be something that you can skim and look through. Like, yeah. I want you to see and feel the way that I'm trying to tell you, because yeah. um, so that can yada help yada a lot, too. You're like, oh, man, I'm really uh, going to get it from I'm my gonna coach gonna right now. now.
1: So. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. We're, we're over an hour at this point. So
0: happens every time it does.
1: It does. But <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a good hour. So, I mean, I hope everyone enjoys it. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll make sure people know how to get a hold of you and, yep. and find you, Beastalise. Elise. Beast Elise.
0: that's me. Beastalise Beast Elise at, at Elise. Gmail. Beastalise fit on Instagram. I'm gonna revamp my Facebook Beastalise page so it's actually my face on it, and I think that'll invite more people to it. Yeah. So it doesn't just look like a a product or a company because I am yeah. my company. So you are the company. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and I mean, like I said, it's one of those things. I I don't want to knock the, the the cookie cutter ones. They work for some people, but if you really want a a personalized mm-hmm. workout and a personalized, you know, that'll look at what you're doing um, and what your goals are, mm-hmm. then it's definitely a personal coach and I can't say enough nice things about you. You are, uh-huh. you are a great coach because like I said, you helped me through a lot. So.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. I really, really do. Yeah.
1: So, all right. So, Thank you all, and we'll talk to you again later.
0: Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.